Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 38 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by Aaron Hahn. Hello. And David Becker. You switched it up. It's usually David Becker and Aaron Hahn. I gotta switch it up every now no, and then, you know? It's usually me first, and then you, and then, except for that one time when you brought it to his attention and forced him to switch two it. Two weeks in a row, Aaron. It's, been, it's been David two weeks in a row. Um, guys, guys, we got a great show for you this week. We're going to be talking a little bit about our number three movies of all time. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Lego Batman movie, which very excited for. Um, but first guys, it's David's birthday this week. We celebrated Aaron's birthday last week, but this week it's David's. Got two right, right up next to each other. Oh yeah. How, so how's how's the birthday happening? How how are you excited? <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what we do what? for this. I, I, don't, I don't know what you you're just like oh yeah your birthday's coming up and you just left it there. I'm like am I supposed to talk about my birthday? Yeah sure. I don't know. What, did, what did we even do last time? Eh, we're just like what you gonna watch the movies? Really Jacob, Jacob made some weird wooing sound. He's like woo. I'll do it for you too, too yeah. David. David will do it for you too. Woo. <clears throat> That's called a birthday woo, everybody. Um, David, the yes. second birthday on the podcast. Uh-huh. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> It'll be 21, the big 2-1. Yeah, you got a big big week ahead of you. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's, gonna be, it's unfortunate. <laughs> but but I care about the podcast, so let's get to the podcast. Am I right, gentlemen? <laughs> I, I want to. I don't want to take all the glory. I want. You know what? <laughs> you can take a little glory, but we are going to move on, uh, guys. It's been a bit of a rough couple of weeks here for DC. Some might say it's been a rough few years, uh, <laughs> but you know, Bennett, what are you talking about? Oh, okay. Yeah, I got. You. <laughs> I send you the outlines. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a Washington. Well, that too, that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, cause I had plenty of <laughs> guys. Uh, it's been a rough week for, uh, DC, the DCEU. Um, you know, Ben Affleck dropping out of, uh, directing the Batman movie, you know, completely rewriting the flash. Uh, so guys, it got me thinking, what can we do to fix DC movies? Um, so we each came up with an idea of how we're going to fix DC movies, and uh, we're going to make DC great again. <laughs> how long have you been waiting? Actually, actually we're going to make DC great for the first time, <laughs> so, you know. Um, Guys. For the current batch of films, they were good. Some of them. Three of them. Three of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and back in the 70s and 80s. Some of the early Superman and Batman films are good. No. All right. They, some of the early yeah. Batman movies. Okay. I don't think any Superman movie is good. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. They're not good. <laughs> but Aaron, how about you lead us off? You're, you're the one who knows the most about comics. The most about DC, as it were. What do you, how do you think they can fix what they've created? The monster I, they've created? <laughs> I don't know if they can fix it. Without scrapping it entirely. <laughs> That's my idea too. So let's. What What is your idea after the scrap then? Uh. Well, I mean, 
obviously there are a couple films into this at this point, but like, so they've already made so many mistakes that they can't correct. But one of the things they should have done was well, definitely pause. they they what? can always correct it. Comics correct oh. all their mistakes all their time. Yeah, but alternate, they have like ridiculous retcons. U- exactly, alternate universe. Like, so if they, yeah, if they want to do like, oh, guess what? This is an alternate universe filled with like sociopathic heroes that we're going to introduce this new batch of heroes and they're going to come in and these old heroes are going to be the villains. But yeah, yeah sure, they can do that route. So, so there you go. Done. What they need to do is they need to put me on as a writer. That's how they fix Just... the DC universe. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll support that. I'll support that. Aaron, you know, with that support, you become a co-writer. boy. <laughs> well, what do you think? What do you think, Aaron? Well, I was well, say, they, showed that they needed to slow it down. Yeah. Like, slow down the building of everything they were trying to do. Like you can't you can't be like two movies in and be like, hey, here's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Lex Luthor, uh, Doomsday, and Zod, mm-hmm. and all these things. Oh, and we're also going to kill off Superman, even though we're only two films in. Yeah. We, Spoilers we for Batman like v Superman. I, I don't care about <laughs> spoiling that movie. It's trash. Um, so, but like, if you look at something like, uh, what's continually impressive is like the, how the, how big the, uh, CW universe has gotten just over like the five years it's been in existence, but they took the time to like slowly build and build and build until they've gotten to this point where they have like, you know, huge team ups between just random side characters and villains or whatever and stuff. And they have, they're reaching, like, all these different corners of the DC universe, so, you know? Yeah. And they actually took the time to, you know, build, like, meaningful relationships between the heroes with, you know, so that, like, when Flash and Arrow cross over or whatever, there's actually, like, joy, there's actually uh, drama that makes sense. There's, mm. you know, it's not just kind mm. of like, oh, we're here, guys. Like, you know, in the awkward, like... Disney Channel crossover episodes when it's like the sweet life of like, and it's like all three of the main Disney shows and they're all together, but it doesn't make any sense why they are. You're just like, right. yeah. Hannah, Man- oh. Hannah Montana was doing a concert at the at the Tipton Hotel. David, uh, Mon- it makes sure, yeah. sense. <laughs> Hannah Montana was she was too big of a pop star to just play at the Tipton. She'd play at like a she would just be selling out arenas. So that that plot yeah. line is just like stupid to begin with. Hey yeah. man, yeah, that's that's the biggest problem with it. <laughs> All right, well, well, my my idea is kind of along the same line as Aaron's, uh, where we just need to scrap it. It's too late, you know. It's run its course. You can't come back from Murder Batman. Yes, like, you can. You're, you're done. You can. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Murder Batman. That's one of my things. I'm like, whatever. Okay. Um, but, you know, we just gotta scrap it. And then, I was reading, I'm reading this book, Aaron. I'm, re- I'm reading this comic book series. It's called DC Bombshells. Have you ever read it? I have not, no. It's awesome. I love it. I'm like, cause you know why? Contained story universe. So, perfect. We don't have all these plot threads that need to come from each, each book. You know, I don't have to read seven years of Green Lantern to understand anything that's happening in current oh, it's Green Lantern. Seven years at this <laughs> yeah. point. You have um, to go back like twelve or 
14 years at this point to <laughs> yeah. understand what's going on. So I think that's what we need to do for DC movies, you know? Don't do this shared universe thing. Make soul outings. If you want to do The Dark Knight Returns, do The Dark Knight Returns. And it doesn't have to be one movie. Make it like two movies, you know? One, two, Dark Knight Returns. Do the Bombshell series. That would be awesome. Make it a few movies, one for each volume. Fine. Um, you want to do, what's the one? Is it Godfall? Is that the Superman one? No, there's one Superman Which one that everyone, there's a one Superman comic, like standalone comic uh, that everyone always talks about. Now I don't know what it's called. King's Fall, maybe? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I'll look it up. But there's... What? King's Fall is Final that's, Fantasy XV. That's true. Um, no, now, now I'm really confused. Wow. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know what I'm talking about. Superman has like I a... I might be able to Yeah, I can't really articulate. I've never read it. But... Uh, anyway, but that's what we need to do. We need to make them all standalone. And that way you can have... Yeah, alright, so... Superman is in his standalone movies, you know, but also we can have Superman kind of showing up in a Batman, you know, The Dark Knight Returns. We can have Superman in that. They don't need to be the same actor. They don't need to be the same Superman, but they can exist at once. You know, it's just, it's the X-Men thing. If we can have modern movie audiences understand what is happening in X-Men, then we can have them understand that this Superman is a different Superman than the other one. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I do think movie studios tend to treat audiences as if they're dumber than they actually are. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we can't have two Superman movies going at the same time because that would confuse people. Yeah. True, and... but as a, as a um, person of the audience, how angry do you get when you're in the middle of a series or you're in the middle of the movie and they recast a, but a that's not character. the same thing have they ever it, it, but they're what different mean? universes yeah it's not they're recasting in the same story it's a different story altogether so so are you saying that you're gonna have two separate batman movies with two separate batmans and two separate supermans yeah if that's what it calls for so then you would have technically, you could have technically two separate Batman trilogies with two different actors going two different directions at the same time period. Yeah. Yeah. From the same studio. Yeah. That's not confusing if you just be like, hey, we call this one The Dark Knight Returns. There's three movies for The Dark Knight Returns. All right. And then you have uh, three movies for Bombshells. And, you know, you could still have Batman and Batgirl in that one. But, you know. You understand that they're different because it's a different time period and everything. It, it, it's I think we do just treat movie audiences like they're stupid. It's like the Quicksilver well, thing when when they had Quicksilver and X Men and Avengers, and everyone was like, "How are people not going to get confused about the two Quicksilvers?" I'm like, I don't know, maybe because people are smarter than you're giving them credit for. <laughs> like I don't but, know. Okay, okay, so say but. That wouldn't fix the DC universe because that's that'd be such an oversaturation of material. We don't need to do them all at the same time. That's another problem with we're already oversaturated. Two DC movies one year, three Marvel movies. Uh, well, only one X Men this year, but it's like no, but we, it's we the don't only really. X-Men I'm ever gonna need. 
<laughs> I think we're putting too much weight on this movie, honestly. Again, I told Aaron last week, I've been lying to everyone. I have not seen anything from Logan yet. <laughs> I've not seen any of the trailers. He wanted to do an entire <laughs> podcast based on the Logan trailer, but he <laughs> hasn't even watched it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Because if I say I've seen it, people are going to try and talk to me about it. And I'll be like, or no, no, no. If I say I haven't seen it, people are going to want to talk to me about it. If I say I've seen it, I'd be like, I don't this need to talk about it. I've already seen logic it. Of her. <laughs> it's good they're logic. They're more likely to talk to you about it if they think you have seen no, it. No, because then I can be like, they're talking I've already about. seen it. We don't need to talk about this. No, you know? no, because you have the whole this whole thing called theory. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, like maybe we're getting off a fan theory. Be like, oh, we're like, getting off. see this character. We're getting off track. Aaron, I side with Aaron. Thank you. All I'm saying is, so we could do like you know, base it just. Uh, we have a Batman universe. We have a Superman universe. Wonder Woman universe. And maybe we can have a different Superman, different ones, different Batman, and the Wonder Woman maybe. And. I just feel like that's better. That way you don't have that extra baggage. Because now anything that happens in any of these movies is going to have to matter. And that's the big problem. We got Zack Snyder in there saying, Jimmy Olsen, we don't need him. He's dead. Now we can never use Jimmy Olsen again. Like, are you kidding me? It's not that, It's not just that we like don't have a use for him right now. It's like, we're just going to bring him in to kill him off. Just for no it's like, what are you even doing? It's, but, if, no, but, okay, even Marvel brought back characters from the dead for their TV show. Like, what's his face? But you're uh, not bringing Coulson. back Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, but Coulson had, like, a really stupid and convoluted way of bringing him back that took, like, half the season to, to reel or whatever. <laughs> but guess what? And it was He's like, back, so. why? Here's yeah, the look thing. how that turned out for them with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's like 0.6 ratings now or whatever. <laughs> DC is too dour to ever bring back someone like Jimmy Olsen. And they're never going to be like, you know what we really need in this story? Jimmy Olsen. But the fact that you just murder him? Like... Well, they could go the Smallville route and be like, oh, Jimmy Olsen died, but that was actually jimmy olsen's older brother no who had a different name and his middle name was and here's his younger brother jimmy they actually did that as well anyway that's my way to fix it david how do you how do you want to fix it and his ideas sorry all right what's your idea my main idea is you got a trash cyborg and you got to bring martian manhunter whoa why trash cyborg that's the best. No. That, we that is, do you guys not Martian like Cyborg? Manhunter. But why do we have to ditch Cyborg? <laughs> because Cyborg belongs to the Teen Titans. Exactly. And I would much okay. rather have a Teen Titans movie. And Martian Manhunter rather... belongs in the Justice League. I mean, that, that's like I'm listening. one clear. That's like one simple fix. No, I don't like, know why I didn't even think of that. Because, you know, we need that. Are you, are, you be, are you being facetious? or? I am not. Martian Manhunter okay. is one of my favorite superheroes. <laughs> he, he is my favorite DC superhero. Like, hands down. Without a doubt. Like, I like Cyborg better. Man, give no, me an no, Aquaman no. and Martian Manhunter team up. That's my, that's my new plan. That'd be the Question. best movie ever made. Jacob, why, why do you think... Cyborg is better. Cyborg's better because he's not some stupid alien from another planet. Oh, oh, I'm Martian Manhunter. My arms stretch really far. You, no, Aaron Jacobs just salty because I crushed 
and Injustice and Martian Manhunter all the time. No, I really don't have anything against Martian Manhunter. I just know way more about Cyborg, so I kind of like him better. See, you don't even give him a chance. But no, so so that's an easy fix. But also what DC needs to do... Okay, let me, let me, let me explain this. If Kingdom Hearts can, ha- can bring one of the most convoluted and interesting and like weird storylines and have everything make sense mostly no but all right <laughs> no what you don't, nothing you in kingdom hearts makes sense it doesn't make any sense at all i've played every game several times and i'm like uh, okay but what's up I, with xehanort no simply just like you know just give me a real clear uh explanation of what the games are actually about is probably why i'll never play them <laughs> But okay, but see the fact is you've played them multiple times, Jacob. Yeah. So maybe so maybe that's what we need to do with this DC universe. We need make to make it, it convoluted. very convoluted and make people question everything. So they continue to watch. Is that not what it is already. Yeah, I think that might be where it's at. No, what it is what it where it is right now is just kinda some bad directing and bad choices. We need we need to start make taking some risks and sticking to our guns. I think they took a big risk when they brought Jenna Malone on, had her in one scene and cut the scene. Like who was that character? Why didn't you bring Jenna Malone? <laughs> But I, I hear what you're saying. The more convoluted, people are going to be like, what's what's this plot thread? What's this plot thread? I don't know that that makes them better movies, though. It just makes but, them more watched. Okay, more watched and giving them more money, meaning that they're going to eventually fix it. Like, is it, like if you keep no, swinging... You can't just throw money at a problem. <laughs> that doesn't fix it. It can, it can at sometimes. If you keep sw- uh, if someone keeps throwing you a ball and you keep swinging at it, eventually you're gonna hit it. And once you start hitting the ball, you're gonna con- consistently hit it, right? More more often than not, maybe every time we're gonna strike out. Therefore, I think DC just like, needs to start taking some swings. <laughs> I think like most metaphors, that one kind of falls apart a bit when you think of it as like movies where eventually you're going to run out of money and you can't swing anymore at these balls that aren't coming. <laughs> but yeah, I see what you're saying. Nah, dude, DC's always going to have money. Not even worry about it. They will once Disney buys them. In fact, that might just be the best way to fix this. Disney just buy DC and then we'll have a DC Marvel crossover. There we go. Yeah, that, that, that way the people who work on Marvel movies will have the better characters to work with. I'd much rather I'd much rather have a Star Wars DC crossover than well, that, a DC Marvel crossover. It can happen if Disney buys it. I'd rather see Space Wizards go against Superman and Batman. <coughs> <laughs> that would be amazing watching Batman fight a Jedi. No, that's what that's how we fix it. We got yeah, we way off topic, yep. We, <laughs> Well, send send this podcast to we'll send, Disney and to DC. Yeah. Zack Snyder, we're looking at you, please. Well, we're not looking at you because you need to, you know, get out of here as quickly as possible. We're but... looking. Well, for as long as he's here, <laughs> is, is it just me or is Zack Snyder the Donald Trump of DC? <laughs> it's like, oh well, he's here already, so we might as well make the best of it. Anyway, guys, let's move on. 
to the upcoming... You know, we needed a nice lighthearted topic after the Oscars and... Uh, sure, yeah. Whatever one was before that. So, you know, we just we just want to... We like to play around a little bit on the podcast, right, Aaron? Right, right David? No, this is a very serious podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was... I was serious in all my ideas. I don't know where you guys got off. <laughs> all right. No, I was serious too. I'm serious about it too. I think we need to do that, but I think we're all serious about our ideas. Just the way we chose to speak about them, maybe not so much. Yeah, you know, like like space being a bunch of big rocks. With God dang it, Aaron! You will not let me live this one down. I won't. You know what? Throw in the Martian Manhunter thing because I stand by that. He's a trash character and I hate him. <laughs> no. You, you don't actually believe that. No, I really don't. Um, Martian Manhunter. Guys, <laughs> let's move on to the upcoming movies of the week. Superman is my greatest enemy. Superman's not a bad guy. And I'd say that I don't currently have a bad guy. I am fighting a few different people. I like to fight around. One probably great one. One we'll have to wait and see. And then one where it's like, eh, this is just Fifty Shades of Grey again, isn't it? <laughs> wow. You don't even know my opinion. You're just putting me in a category. No, I'm, I'm saying from my perspective. Let's start with the one that I think mm-hmm. is going to be great. And it has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is so exciting. The Lego Batman movie. Oh boy. No, this movie's going to be awful. I'm surprised you want to go see this movie. What? Because Lego Batman 3 still hasn't given you a platinum. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm surprised you're actually going to go see this movie. It hurts me, but also, I'm just, I'm psyched, man. Let, the Lego movie is fantastic. Um, and if this is even half as amazingly funny as the Lego movie... I'm I'm 100% down. Especially cause they're, they're gonna throw in more DC in jokes. That'll always be nice. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys no, think? My prediction for this movie is it's gonna make a lot of money. A lot of kids are gonna go to it, but I'm not gonna go see it because I think it looks stupid and it's not gonna work out. Have, there you've you go. seen the Lego Movie, right, Devin? Nope. What? Yeah, I'm not going to go pay to see the Lego movie. David, the Lego movie is one of the best movies of the past, like, five years. Lacey, David, (laughs) time to a chair. (laughs) Man, Aaron. I'm not putting putting the Lego movie on the same bar as Interstellar. Oh, it's better than Interstellar. It's better than Interstellar. Yes, it is. It really is. You got... you yes. guys smoking? Yes. No, it is way better than Interstellar. Dude, when... Alright, so Aaron and I went to go see this... We went to go what? see the in Lego what? movie. In yeah, every, in every in, way. In, in every respect. Enjoyment of everything. Yeah, everything is awesome. No, we're not joking. Is this your Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> like, this, we're not joking. <laughs> this movie's amazing. When Aaron, you and I went to go see the original... I think back on that day fondly, but I also think we were probably so obnoxious to everyone else in that theater because we were laughing so hard at everything. Like, jokes no one else in the theater understood we were laughing about. (laughs) Like, what was... There's the one joke where he holds up the, like, the L Lego piece and he's like, uh, what does this do? (laughs) And we just, like, started talking. Like, what does that piece do? So I'm expecting it to be like that kind of humor 
but like just applied to DC properties and stuff right. like that. Um, I think Will Arnett is a great Batman. I think Michael Sarah as Robin is the obvious choice. Like, of course, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, who plays Barbara? I can't remember now. Uh, the Joker. Uh, Zach Galifianakis plays the Joker. She's in it, but I don't remember which one. She's yeah, in. Rosario Darcy Dawson. Yeah. Zach okay. Galifianakis plays the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Are from the joking? clips I've heard, it's pretty good. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, it's guaranteed to be better than Jared Leto. But... Ooh, ooh, <laughs> shots fired! Oh my God, Aaron, wow. Aaron, we need police tape in your room right now because you just fired some shots off Jared Leto. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Ralph Fiennes as Alfred, amazing choice. Um, I don't want to look at this cast too much because I think it's gonna spoil me a little bit. So. Never mind. Yeah, no, presumably I'm there'll t- be tiny little like cameos. Yeah, just like yeah. the Lego movie. I'm taking a very hard pass on this movie. You really not see it. You, I'm gonna force you to see this. Movie yes, somehow. Aaron, Aaron, you, you're in New York. You're not gonna be able to do anything. Did you hear there's I a? Will... Never mind. Keep going. What? There, there's a Lego Ninjago movie coming out as well, which yeah. sounds really dumb. But they've got Olivia Munn, Dave Franco, Jackie Chan, and Michael Pena. Oh, and Kumail Nanjiani. So that's a pretty if good I cast. If I knew anything about like the Ninjago storyline, maybe I would be interested. I might. I'll still see it at some point. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be funny, probably. You know. And at least the animation will at least be really, really yeah. pretty good because you know. God, the, the animation style. is fantastic. I am over the moon excited about this movie. I cannot Me wait. Too. I was. Uh, this is one of my I most hyped movies for the year. As I, I listed really... in uh, the errands for most anticipated 2017 yeah. films. I was really oh shaky gosh. on it, actually. I hope this is bad just to spite both of you. Wow, you are really cynical today. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I was really shaky on this until I saw that 90%. I was like, you know, I kind of want to know what people are thinking first because, it, you know, spinoffs right after a fantastic movie, usually not a good sign, but it seems like they really kind of pulled something off here. So that's, uh, it's exciting. Sure, I don't expect it to be as good as the Lego movie. No, no, no. Certainly. That's, but... that's a hard thing to follow up. Right, I mean, exactly. It's, yeah. Um, but I do expect it to be highly enjoyable. And I'm, yeah. this is going to be the first movie of the year that I go out in theaters to see. All right. Talking about it next week then, huh? All right. All right. Um, so guys, what about John Wick 2? Have, or cha- sorry, John Wick Chapter 2. Sorry. I've not seen the first John Wick. Neither have I. We we have been meaning to for a while now, but I haven't gotten around to it. Same same as my I have the same feelings. I have not seen John Wick Chapter One, even though Mm -hmm. it's just called John Wick. (laughs) Is this John Wick at that point? Yeah. But um, I want to see it, and I'm I'm actually very excited to see this uh movie because this movie looks brutal like brutal as in like the fighting sequences he went out talking about the first one or the second one second one okay because i haven't watched any of like the trailers or stuff for the second one yeah i was like i haven't seen the first one i don't know if this gonna be like a spoiler or something but i don't know but like i just like seeing trailers like pop up on youtube etc he looks brutally awesome like which and 
I've seen videos on Facebook. You know, those are always true. Oh, but um, I hate Facebook videos. No, but one of them, one of them was him like training for the movie and like how he was like practicing like with all real gun. So like all the all of his gunplay looks super fluid and super like. Yeah, so I'm real. Like just from like seeing all that and like seeing the trailer, I'm like, this looks like a classic action flick that's gonna be bloody and fun filled. I guess it's fun filled. With death and blood, right? Yeah. So I, I'm hyped. Nothing more fun filled than that. I mean, even though even though I haven't seen the first, except one, for the Lego like, movie, out of out of the three, I think I'm definitely most hyped for this one. What do you say, Jake? <laughs> I said nothing more fun filled than that, except the Lego movie. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm if excited. There's, if there's blood and gore in the Lego movie, I'm there is it. so much. Yeah. Limbs getting There's ripped. So much. People getting their limbs ripped off. You know. If you don't believe us, you're just gonna have you're to watch gonna have it. to watch it. Um, no, I'm excited. I want to watch John Wick this week, so I can see John Wick two on my Wednesday mornings that I have free. So. Well, uh, then you're breaking your, your yeah. Why movie. It might be bad. <laughs> it might be bad. We don't know. You gotta go see. Uh, you gotta go see the next one we're gonna be talking about. Oh God, <laughs> Fifty Shades Darker. Yep. Oh, God. Fifty Shades it's... again. <laughs> it looks like the exact same movie. But with, I mean, granted, haven't seen the first one. Granted, only saw the trailers for the new one. But the only new element it looks like there is in this movie is this stalker girl. I'm like, well, this, there's no way this doesn't end up being misogynistic, right? <laughs> like, there's no way this doesn't end up bad, right? Like, there's no way. <laughs> So, we'll see. Obviously, obviously, if you read the books, that's his crazy ex-girlfriend that he dumped because she wasn't good enough. Oh my god, Jacob. Well, did know. you know she was working hard at a New York job, making dough, but it made her blue? And one day she decided to move to West Covina. She, she was crying a lot. She was crying a lot, so sorry. She decided then she decided to move to West Covina, to California. West yep. Brand, Brand new, new friends. friends. <laughs> yeah. New career, too. It happens to be where Josh lives. But that's not why she's here. She's the crazy ex-girlfriend. Crazy ex-girlfriend. No, I'm not. Um. (laughs) Um, No, do we have any real thoughts on Fifty Shades Darker at all? Uh, I mean, it it looks bad. And I feel like it's going to be even worse than the first one. Because I think, like, the... There, there's less restraint placed on uh, whoever the author of this is. I don't. The Twilight fan fiction writer. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever her name is, I think she got more creative control on this one, and mm. that's in the for the movie. You mean? Yeah, for the movie. Oh, perfect. So <laughs> David, oh, perfect. <laughs> but it's gonna make a lot of. Now, money. It's gonna make so much money. This will be the thing that wins the weekend, and that's scary and, to me. And the fact is that so many people get on track, like get on the soundtrack for this. Mm-hmm. Like they, have, like last year they had Taylor Swift. They have Taylor Swift this year. Mm, that Taylor uh, Swift and Zayn track though, banging. Let me tell you what, well, that track is banging. I think the weekend's on it. Again. The movie is like, Fifty Shades of. I don't know why. <laughs> so many people are just like super hyped to be on the soundtrack. Uh, because and it makes the, them a lot the of Danny money. The Elfman score for the first movie was pretty good. I listened to that. Didn't watch the movie. But no context to, to what you're listening. Was it just a whole? Was it just a whole bunch of like sexual moaning? 
Jesus Christ. Okay, let's move on <laughs> to what have we been watching this week. Uh, guys, who wants to go first? Aaron, you've been going last the past Most weeks. few weeks. So, how about you go first this week? Well, I mean, I usually go last because I usually have a longer list. And give me your long list, Aaron. You guys, but, okay, I want to okay. know. Okay. I want to know. I want to know. It's the same uh, time, regardless, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. All right. So first, I'm gonna start with the films that I watched on my birthday. So okay. No, we already stopped. Already stopped. What? <laughs> you said on the podcast, I'm like, any plans for movies on, on your birthday? And you're like, well, I watch movies I, every other I, day of the no, week, so I why said, would I watch them on I my birthday? Go out to see <laughs> oh, movie, okay. Mm-hmm. But I crammed in two movies in between my, you know, going out and partying with friends. Guys, we're going to need a fact check on that. A fact check on Aaron's alternative Party? facts. <laughs> fact checking Aaron's party in it or his friends. I'm like, I'm sure he's got lots of friends. I don't want to fact check that. It's it's a post truth world. Just... <laughs> anyway, get Aaron, with, Aaron, what times, what movies did you watch on your on your special birthday day? On my special birthday, mm-hmm. I watched Swiss Army Man. What'd you think? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I figured I would, just because it's so abso- absolutely uh, bizarre of a concept. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to get some kind of enjoyment out of this, I suppose. Well, maybe not, because, you know, Greasy Strangler. But... <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't speak the name. Slasher. <laughs> yeah. But it was actually, like, really, really funny. Like, I laughed out loud a lot over it. Yeah. And just Daniel Radcliffe just, like, commits to the performance, and it's great. hmm Yeah, he really does. <laughs> and, yeah. Continue. Sorry, you, you've... I was, I was just going to say, I do think it got, like, a little dragged out a bit too much at the end. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if they nailed the ending. No, the ending... I'm not sure what they were going for with the ending, honestly. I mean, I, I, I can kind of tell what they're going for, but they kind of did it in an odd way. That, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it just kind of like, wasn't a... as good as the rest of the film. But I, I can understand why it would be a hard film to End. come to a satisfying <laughs> conclusion. Yeah. It's like a, obviously no spoilers here, but it is a sad ending. Like, there <laughs> is very few things at the end where you're like, Spoiler! Happy, <laughs> but no spoilers. Um, but yeah, uh, what'd you what'd you think of the the philosophical themes, Aaron, that you got in your movie about a farting corpse? <laughs> I mean, they definitely actually managed to make some interesting points. You yeah, know, just about life and life in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It did. It did kind of make you think in some aspects, which is such so weird for a movie like this to, yeah. to do that. And then, and then of course the soundtrack. Yes, it's pretty it's great. Amazing, <laughs> man! That montage song. I'll just put that on every once in a while. It's so great. I do. Yeah, I just really love how they like, like blend. Like they 
the movie soundtrack with like the characters like actually singing, but you're yeah. like, are they actually you know singing in the song in the movie or is that just something else? It was really like revolutionary for a movie soundtrack. Yeah, and if I had seen it earlier, I probably would have like picked that for the errands as one of, not like as the winner, but right as one of my nominees. For well, I mean, you can you can kind of see that coming from the Daniels. I think they're called. The, that's yeah. what their name is, their directing name. I mean, their most famous work being that Turn Down For What music video. They obviously... Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't know that? I think I knew that at some point, but I forgot. Yeah, yeah, they they, they directed the Turn Down For What music video. So they have a, a good idea of music. They they know music, man. So I don't know. What what else you got? Don't even get them started. What else you got Okay, so us? yeah, highly recommend Swiss Army, man. Big but, thumbs up uh, for me, too. So then the other film I watched for my birthday was uh, Before Sunset. Oh, the final in the trilogy. No, the second in the trilogy. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the final one is uh, Before Midnight, uh, okay. I believe. I have so, not seen these movies, if you could not tell. <laughs> you should, though. I know, I do uh, want, I really do want to. Very good, very good. I, I haven't seen the third one yet. Well, like, what I'm trying to do is... I'm trying to space out my viewing of the films because, you know, like, uh, they each came out 10 years apart from one another. Yeah. And the, the passage of time is very important to the story. So I'm like, I, can't, I don't want to actually wait 10 years between watching them. <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> I am trying to give them kind of a buffer. So I did watch, I'm not sure when I watched the first one. But I know I talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, you, you did. It was around, like, October, I think. Yeah. So I figured, like, you know, now it's a good time to uh, watch the second one. And it's also really good. You know? That's awesome. Like, it's very just... It's... it's I don't understand, like, wh- how it, it's so interesting when it's just, like, two people walking around and talking. But, you know, it's just, like, yeah. this is some... It's never boring, even though, like, there is no plot to this movie. It's just two people walking around. Uh, they walk around Paris in this one. They walked around uh, Vienna in the first one, but this one is Paris. Oh, okay. And they just walk around Paris, and they talk to each other about, you know, their lives, their aspirations, their dreams, their regrets, all this, their ideas on various things. It's like, that's all this movie is, but it's so fascinating. And uh, the the dialogue is so realistic and uh the performances are so you know natural that you know it's just phenomenal filmmaking like i said richard linklater is becoming like one of my favorite directors he's of all your boy time. i want to give him smooch i want to give him a smooch yeah yeah i've not even seen too many of his movies and i'm like eh, well he looks a little derpy but in like a good way like a cute way it's like <laughs> love you richard linklater <laughs> Um, no, I seen Boyhood. Boyhood's a movie that I saw. Yeah, it's all right. It felt like their concept. It felt like their concept was all they really had, and they're like, "This is the concept. We should probably write a story now." (laughs) Like, oh, um, no, all right, maybe I need to watch it again because you seem to be. Maybe you do. I think you're being a bit harsh on it. Maybe I am. I might need to watch that again. Um, but anyway. But yep. yeah, so really, I'm really enjoying this trilogy. I'm obviously going to wait a while before watching the final installment, but but 
how could I forget? He did School of Rock. I freaking love School of Rock. So you know what? I do love Richard Linklater. I do want to give him a smooch. So now we're even, Richard. All right. Continue, please. Okay. Uh, Moving on. I watched uh, Sean the Sheep movie. Oh, God, is it awesome? It's awesome. I need to watch it. It's always one of those, it's always on Hulu, and I'm always like, I need to watch this. But whenever I'm thinking, I want to watch a movie, I don't go to Hulu, and that's my problem, I think. I think that's my problem. Maybe. I mean, if you're paying for Hulu, you should probably, you know, check out. I'm not paying for Hulu. My mom is paying for Hulu, and I just kind of bum that, so. Well, you should. I would strongly bum that as well. Are you trying to get his Hulu password right now? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not good. I don't even know no, it. I, I don't mean, even know I, it. Now, now that I should. I was just saying if I had a mom to bum it, I'd bum it. But now, Jacob. Now, to... now, now you want Thanks, to Aaron. bum it from my mom. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> what about Sean the Sheep do you have for I us? I think your mom likes me. So okay. Your mom. My, your mom. My mom. Your mom hates me now. <laughs> My mom loves you. Wait, what? Yeah, well, David, all right, we're going to tell this story on the podcast real quick. David, <laughs> tell tell the tell the world, tell Aaron what your mom asked about me. Well, okay, world. Um, my mother just got a Twitter, so she follows our podcast. You can follow yeah. our podcast at Reboot Already on, on Twitter. Yeah. Plug, plug, plug. Plug in, plug um, in. But so she follows me, she follows Jacob, yeah. and she follows our podcast. And my mother is a, a strong conservative and a Republican. <laughs> and if you guys follow Jacob at Jacob Jake, Jake Lace. Lace, Jake underscore Lace. Jake Lace now. Plug, plug, plug. No, I'm just like you're plugging. You're you're a plugging machine. I know, but um. If you follow Jake Lace, you recently have noticed his tweets have been political in nature. Politically charged. <laughs> so when I came home from college and she like talked, she goes, David, is Jacob a Democrat? I was like, I don't know, Mom. Why you look at his Twitter? I'm sure that can like fix your problem. And she's like, I'm sure he's still a good person. I'm like, I'm sure he is. <laughs> Why, friend? Of course he I'm is. Sure he's still good. <laughs> so I'm never going to be invited over to the Becker household again. No, it's um, no. that's gonna be my downfall. No, anyway. Internet, internet. My, my mom still likes Jacob. She good. No matter what. I I like you too, and Julie. Still, I think you're cool, she Julie. She still likes Democrats too. Good. It's just a weird situation that I don't know why she was acting that way, but she was. Shout I like you, my mom. I like you too, Julie. It's not. It's Jody. Jody. <laughs> Jody. Oh god. Oh, no, I ruined it again. <laughs> what are you thinking? Oh, Aaron. Aaron. Sean the sheep. Back to Sean the sheep. Sean the sheep. Mm-hmm. Really, really enjoyable. Highly recommend. Just uh, obviously great animation. I mean, I, yeah, Ardman, man. I'll watch like any stop motion animation thing, and Ardman is like one of the best at it. Yeah, and just really like constantly really clever. Like uh, 
the the film is like entirely dialogue free awesome so awesome basically a lot of like visual gags and stuff but it's just like no less hilarious than any other comedy like it's so clever and really just a fun time i really enjoyed it all right that's awesome so what else you got for us i watched this film called under the shadow Oh yeah, like that's in, the one with uh, with Johnny Depp, right? Yeah, not that one. Where he's no. the vampire and he uh, he he goes I over would... to the TV. Remember the remember the clip they showed in the commercial all the time, where he goes over the TV, and and he you know he he's like, how is there a little person in this TV? And they made everyone believe that the movie was a comedy when really it was a drama. And everyone went to go see it, and they were like, "Why would you lie to us? This is horrible." And oh, then, yeah, he like just he wakes up like years later. Right? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This isn't the movie. <laughs> Wait, you're telling oh. me this? You're telling me you're not talking about Dark Shadows, the Tim Burton <laughs> classic, the Tim Burton mwah, mwah, just perfection of a film. Oh, yep. Where he talks about that that McDonald's product placement. Oh, I love it. I love the McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah, he he wakes up and the first thing he sees are the golden arches. Is it a comedy? No, it's it's really not. It's really dark. (laughs) Please, no one. I did not. I did not watch. Dark Shadows. No one ever no watched Dark Shadows. Ever watch it. <laughs> no, no one ever do it. What did you watch though, Aaron? But I did watch this film called Under the Shadow, which oh. was like an Iranian horror film, I believe. Hmm. Is there a vampire in this one? I'm sorry. There I'm is. done. I'm done. <laughs> but also pretty good. It basically it reminds it reminded me a lot of like uh, the Babadook. Okay. It's kind of like an Iranian version of the Babadook, and I love the Babadook, so. Vernon you know, thinks God. it's very scary. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I right. recommend. All right. Dark Shadows. Aaron would recommend not, Dark Shadows to everyone. <laughs> All right. Under the Shadow. Moving on. I'll have to give that one a watch. Before we yeah. start talking about Dark Shadows some more. Um. Uh, <laughs> Continuing my uh, quest through the AFI Top 100. All right. So And it just so happens to coincide with uh, TCM doing their 31 Days of Oscar marathon for the month of February. So they're actually showing a lot of the movies that are on the list. Nice. And what did you watch this week? I watched An American in Paris, which is an old uh, Gene Kelly musical. Mm, Yes. I know that one. Very enjoyable. Like, good songs, uh, good dancing. I mean, obviously, it's Gene Kelly and then. Yeah. Interesting enough storyline, you know? I mean, it's a fairly basic, like, you know, love triangle kind of story, but, you know, it's nah. interesting enough to keep a musical going. And then I was very. I was watching this, like, I don't know why I decided to start it so late, but I started it at, like, 2 30 in the morning. And so I was up at like five o'clock. Oh like, my god! Is this movie gonna end? And then it ends with like a seventeen-minute dance sequence. Like it's just. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> that's how we're gonna end this movie. But it was actually a very impressive dance sequence. It kind of re- it reminded me a lot of uh, the ending to La La Land, 
Yeah. It okay. was basically like that kind of, you know, like great dancing mixed with some pretty impressive set design. Mm-hmm. It was like that okay. for 17 minutes. Hey, so, you, know, you know what? If you're going to tell me if, if you're going to tell me that the end of La La Land can be stretched even longer into 17 minutes, I'm going to be like, "Okay, yeah, I'm down." <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, so, I'm uh, going to watch it. What American in Paris, right? In American in Paris. Yes, okay. Then I watched Ben-Hur. Please tell me it's the 50s one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the 50s version. I was kind of scared for a minute. Um, <laughs> I don't know. kind of wish I had watched the... 2016 version because yeah. you know that one would have not been three hours and 47 minutes long which is way too long oh my god <laughs> no it's unbearably long oh my god that's like gone with the wind long I, I have to get to that one still you do that's on the list so I'll be watching it Oh my god! Like I've I've been like reserving my Saturday afternoons for like these really long movies. So I got yeah. like Gone with the Wind and like Lawrence of Arabia coming up. Ugh. I'm just like, I want to watch so Lawrence long, of Arabia but... so badly. Like T. Lawrence is so interesting to me, like as just like a historical figure. But like I'm like, uh... but you're like, oh, this movie's like four it's hours. It's four long, hours, <laughs> Aaron. It's four hours. I can't do it. Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a pass. <laughs> Let me know. But they give you an intermission, like two hours and thirty minutes in. That's incentive. Yeah. yeah. So, let me know can, when you I watch Lawrence. Watch a movie that lets me stand up in the middle. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um. Yeah, Aaron. Let me know when you watch Lawrence of Arabia, because I want to watch it real bad too. We'll watch it the same week. It, that way, I'll have some kind of incentive to watch it. I'll be like, Aaron's watching it. I want to talk about it on the podcast. So, all right, I'll let you know. It will right. probably be not this Saturday, but well, actually, no, because this Saturday I'll be watching Lego Batman movie. That's true. So, God, awful decision. Have to see it. Throw, Although I might watch don't it. Don't throw Sunday. away your money. It's gonna anyway, be amazing. We're gonna come back, back next her. week. All right, Ben Hur. Ben Hur. I'll let you know about Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, let me know. But uh, Ben Hur, I can understand why it's considered a classic because there is a lot of good material there. Yeah, like Charlton Heston uh, gives a good performance. Charlton Heston, some, actually. Uh, you know the man. Pretty nice. Uh, they got like a good rivalry kind of thing between him and like his friend who betrays him and everything. That's hmm. all interesting. And, like, the, the chariot race sequence is still, like, really impressive filmmaking, even to this day. Like, just, like, the scope of the whole thing and just the logistics of everything, it's very impressive. You know, it's better than a lot of action sequences they do nowadays. Probably, presumably, better than the one in the remake. I'm I would assuming, <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. I'm assuming. So, yeah, there's some... It's definitely very well made and intermittently uh interesting like it's like it's interesting and then like for like 10 minutes like this is the most boring movie i've ever seen in my life and then it gets interesting again and then you're like oh here's the chariot race it's the climax of the movie and that's over oh wait there's 40 minutes left 
when they go and just like find Jesus for no reason. <laughs> Wait, what? They go find <laughs> Jesus in this movie? <laughs> yes. <sighs> I mean, I get that for a lot of people, part of the appeal of this story is how they weave it together with the Christ story. But for me, you know, you just chop out all those parts oh. and then you get a reasonably length movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I want you to just cut those parts out, give me a two-hour movie yeah. with all your interesting <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now, having never seen Ben-Hur, I understand a little bit more what they're parodying a little bit in Hail Caesar. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. That's why there's this weird like Christ metaphor in Hail Caesar because there's a Christ thing in Ben Hur, I suppose. Well that's just great. That's what we need. But that's a great scene in Hail Caesar. So yeah, we do need that. You know what? I think the Ben Hur scenes might be worth it, just so we can get that Hail Caesar scene later. Okay, fair point. Alright. Well what else still it's too long at four hours. Yeah, uh, any movie is too long at four hours. Anyway, I also watched from uh, that list, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh yeah, how was from, that? Like, the '60s or something. Mm-hmm. I think '60 sounds right. Got some uh, good acting. Pretty exciting. Uh, pretty bank robbing. Movie, you know? That's my gun noise. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna want to edit that out. No, I'm keeping it, buddy. I'm keeping it. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand exactly why it's considered like one of the best American films of all time. Like it's it's good. I don't know if it's that good, but it was yeah enjoyable. And then like Gene Wilder is like in it for like one scene. And it's just like okay, why? I mean, I... Like it's a funny scene, but it's like why are you here? <laughs> 1967, by the way. Yes, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Also, has uh, Faye Dunaway from yes. from uh, Chinatown. Yeah, she plays uh, Bonnie. And she's nice. really good in the role. Oh, uh, Faye Dunaway, just so we're all clear. Also in the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> what? Oh, well, what? <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely seeing that movie. Um, no. Quick side tangent. Recently, was looking. I really want to buy Chinatown so I can watch it again. I loved Chinatown. It hasn't really sunk on me until now that I'm like, that movie is fantastic. And have you seen it, Aaron? I can't remember I what not. you had it's said. It's on the list, though. Yeah. The AFI Top 100. My God. I cannot wait for you to watch it. It's, it's great. Um, but anyway tangents aside all right so then those are the movies i watched then for tv i have one item i saw i watched the premiere of powerless how'd you like it it's not very good yeah yeah i got a few chuckles out of it yeah i mean mm, a few is better than none that that's true yeah yeah, you're right. I mean, actually, it was basically, the parts I found funny were like the like the DC in jokes. In jokes, yeah. Other than that, like, it was. But I'm afraid like they're not gonna have enough of that because they're trying to get a wider audience, you know. 
and then like the the, the more like uh what's the word general the more hardcore more what are you looking for <laughs> like the we don't even know general, what that, that wasn't the exact word but we'll use general the more okay. like general jokes just oh yeah see if you would have said what well, never mind <laughs> keep going <laughs> i'm i got confused um no i thought they, just, uh, they were pretty lame but yeah well i think you got a great cast out the gate you though do. Which is like... The, like Alan Tudyk and yeah. Danny Pudi are just like, I'm, I'm there. Yes. And even Vanessa Hudgens, I'm like, she has yeah. some okay material. I didn't think she was very good in this. Like, I don't, I don't know what else I've seen her in, if anything. Uh, but like, it's like distractingly <laughs> um, bad in this. Um, excuse me? Yes. High School Musical? I have not seen High School Musical. Well, why is that not on your short list of movies, Aaron? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe because she was distractingly bad in this pilot. I don't know that she was... Yeah, I think you're being a little... I think you're being a little... Mean. She completely botched the comedic timing on, like, every single one of her lines. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe I'm just like, she was in High School Musical. I know her. All right. <laughs> so it's one of those things, maybe. But, uh, I don't know. Um... So, yeah, I mean, the pilot, it, it, it definitely felt like it, it ran into a lot of, like, production troubles. And you could definitely, like, tell that. Like, yeah. It was very, very well, wasn't it? Beginning. It was supposed to be something entirely different. Yeah, they were supposed to be working at, like, an insurance company, and then they switched it over to, like, a tech development company kind of thing. And yeah. So it's, like, but, like, they still included, like, some aspects of the original pilot, I guess. Hmm. And then oh, just kind of blend that's them together. That's what I like to hear. You, you like to hear when they awkwardly <laughs> two different pilots. Yeah. So it was, it was a very awkward start. And I... It, I probably won't keep watching. But, I think I'm I'm gonna give it a few more episodes. Let me know because it's it's enough of a curiosity. Yeah, know? I just got but, I got other shows. You know, I got I like to show around. Right. And right. Uh, I don't know that uh, Powerless has has it in the cards. You know, but I don't. I it got pretty weak ratings for its premiere, so I doubt it's even gonna get renewed. Yeah. So I don't know if. I'm gonna stick with it for a few more episodes. Let me know but... if it gets better. Maybe I'll 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 hop back on that bandwagon, but as for now. It's probably gonna, gonna be one of those shows that like finally hits its groove, like in like the final like four episodes and then but then, then gets cancelled too late. <laughs> yeah. And it's canceled. Yeah. And like... Yeah. So yeah. That was my week. What a week, my friend. What a week. I know. See, I told you I have the long list. You do. But you know, you gotta get it in somewhere. Now, Aaron, transitioning off of your powerless, I'm going to keep going uh, since I had also seen that. Uh, you know what I didn't talk about last week or maybe two weeks? I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about it whenever I saw it. The Good Place finale. I, I had not talked about it. You had seen it and talked about it. But I just wanted to say, fantastic. So excited it got a season two. Or it's getting a season two. Um, just darkly hilarious and great performances from Kristen Bell um, and especially uh, 
Ted Danson. Ted Danson, thank you. Who is just amazing. Especially that final episode. That final so episode. Oh my god. One of the most one of the best television moments in a long time. That final episode. Um since Lost was on for me. Tori, I'm just like, oh crap, like what? Like one of those moments. And I haven't had one of those in a long time. So thank you, the good place. You're good television. Please stay good. Um, and whoever, I can always forget the girl's name who plays Janet, but man, she plays it so straight and it's amazing. <laughs> it's like all these crazy, like just them, uh, what, now I'm getting into spoilers. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Go watch The Good Place if you haven't. I thought I'd, I think I knew what joke you were going for, and I was going to say it too, but then I was like, nope, that's a spoiler, actually. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, The Good Place. Um, then after that, I saw Split. Didn't really like Split. Um, oh, it was good at times. It, no, it's definitely they good at times. They were souring on it, David. Well, when I text him, he I mean, says it was unfulfilling. I'm like, well, that's never a good thing. You were so excited about it on the podcast. And yeah, so like, if I'm excited, I'm super excited about something, and it just, I'm like, okay, it didn't necessarily produce what I was expecting, and that's okay. But also, I just, I don't know, nothing. Like, it could have been so much more, I guess. Yeah. Now I want to say. If you're looking for some spoiler bits, what would I fix about this story? You can find those at Jake Lace on Tumblr, where I'm going to be talking a little bit about the split spoilers and, uh, you know, how you, how you can fix this movie, um, because there are horrible, horrible parts of it. I'd say overall, the film's about 40% good material, 60% just bloated, just doesn't need to be there, just... So, like, another The Village... Yeah, well, I like this better than The Village. Um, so, like, another... Actually, no. No. Yes, another another step, I believe, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> another another in step right in the right direction. Yeah. That's not what I was going to say, but that's something I could say. That, yeah, it, it is another step in the right direction, I think. But he's so much just bought in to what he thinks everyone wants from him as a director that it's like, no one wants this. So main problem with the film and this isn't spoilers i mean you can kind of already tell this from the trailer um is that the therapist character is not even a character it's just a way for m night Shyamalan to drop all this intensive exposition on you with no regards for what an actual human being would say to this person with a real or like in this film a real mental disease <laughs> like this guy has 23 personalities living inside of him, and she's just dropping things that are, could make him snap at any moment. I'm like, I don't think you should be saying this to anyone, let alone this man who seems very mentally unstable, but whatever. <laughs> it's like, so that's horrible. Also just not a character. And every time we leave where he's holding those girls, it gets so slow. I'm like, this is not what I want to see in this movie. They're building up anticipation, Jacob. There's no anticipation. Because instantly, as soon as, we, as soon as we leave, I'm like, well, great. Now we get to talk to this therapist again who adds nothing Yay. to this film. And like, 
a little little spoiler for my not the movie, but a little spoiler for my uh, fixing uh, thing. An easy way to fix that: take out the therapist character and double down on flashbacks and be like, here are flashbacks of Kevin's character. Like, easy. That's an easy fix. That way you're not doing, like, the most awkward, horrible dialogue I've heard in a long time. It's... My favorite line? <laughs> don't don't spoil anything for Aaron, who hasn't seen it yet, but... Oh. No, I know what you're going to say, and maybe we shouldn't say that on the podcast anymore. <laughs> But uh, overall, I'm so out of the loop, and I don't yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, I um, see it. yeah. He told you to go pay money for this, which I don't suggest. I think at the very most you should rent this movie, and at the very least, or at, like just after that, just catch it on TV. It's not really worth your money. Pay M Night Shyamalan money when he deserves it, because right now for this movie he does not deserve it. I feel like at this point I have to rent it though, just because I've heard so much conversation about it. Yeah. Like, um, and there was one thing very, very early in the movie that I'm like, if they keep doing this, this would be an amazing movie. I'm like, maybe this is why everyone loves it. So you know the shot in the in the trailer where the dad is packing stuff into the trunk, and Kevin comes up behind him or whatever. Sure. So in the movie. That shot happens, and you can kind of see Kevin's reflection in the back of the car. And in the back, you can see, like, these dark uh, clothed bodies behind him. I'm like, oh, are those, like, are they trying to, like, play off, like, those are his personalities following behind him? And they never do that again throughout the entire movie. Never do any more of those camera tricks. That was literally just the crew (laughs) who just didn't get edited out i guess like they were just were like no that's a continuity error we can keep i'm like what and i know it's nitpicky but like if you're going to like that's such a good idea like how did no one think of that when they were making the movie it's not that hard like it just bothered me so much and m night Shyamalan's cameo is so hokey and horrible and it took me out of the movie and it's just what m night Shyamalan's cameo Oh. Yeah, I mean, he has one in every one of his movies. So. Oh, yeah, of course. And it's and it's the same thing that he does in all of us uh, in all of his other ones, where he gives himself speaking lines. It's like if you want to be a director in your movie, don't give yourself speaking lines. What like, if though he gave himself speaking lines, and his role was to be an artist who's the <sighs> greatest artist in the world, but all the critics don't recognize go. his genius, but only he can write the story that yeah. saves the entire world. What what if that? that was <laughs> you know, what if that, Aaron? <laughs> what if that? What if we make his character completely crucial and central to the plot, like in Signs? That would just be great, wouldn't it? You know, you just, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, I'm so cool, I'm a big part of this movie. <laughs> but anyway, uh. Split, eh, just do what you will with it. Um, I don't care. Anyway. Those that's all that's all I've got this week. Really? What? Yeah. I I've just been uh been going to sleep really early lately. <laughs> like I've been falling asleep at eleven PM midnight. You and your healthy lifestyle. Not even that. Season. Just waking up so early for work lately. It's it's been killing me. But uh I I'm You should be staying up to five in the morning watching classic musicals. <laughs> I'm doubling down this week. I've got and four hour uh, epics. 
where they find Jesus for no reason. <laughs> I've got Mulholland Drive sitting on my uh, oh. sitting on I my Blu-ray they player. Added it to Netflix, and I was like, what? You have to watch it now. I got the Criterion yeah. one. Oh, nice. So they I'm added I'm it gonna. To Netflix, so I was like, now you have no excuse. I didn't know you had the Blu-ray, though. Yeah, I've had it for a while, but I'm going to watch that this week. So, come back next week. I'm going to talk a little bit about, a little bit about Mulholland Drive. Um, David, what have you been watching? David. David, buddy. Yes. What have you been watching? Yes. I have been watching, <laughs> like, three things. More three things. The Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Claw the Patriots make probably the comeback of like any Super Bowl ever. First Super Bowl to go into overtime. I it was? think yeah, yeah, I believe so. First one ever. Oh. So cool, right? I watched <laughs> Sorry. Uh and then I watched Dexter. How far are you now? I am in season four. Okay. Season four is actually pretty good. It's yeah, probably it's the lot... second second best season, maybe. Yeah, it's a lot better so far than I agree. I like the killer. It's season three was awful. Like, right. It was awful, like... man. <laughs> We're saving awful to describe the later season. <laughs> well, I didn't like the, the lawyer like at all. No, yeah. Like it's... I was just like, this isn't Dexter. Like the more I watch a show, I the more I'm just like. I like the dark Dexter, not like the, like, okay, like, obviously, like, his character's, like, happy and go lucky, everyone likes him, but, like, I like how they wrote him in season one, not how he is in season four. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. oh, oh, and then, like, as I'm watching, like, I'm so tired to Deb, like, the sister, I, like, her, oh her, she knows, like, six words, and three of them are the F word. <laughs> Like she, she, that's she has no dialogue. It's just her cussing at people, and being mad. I'm like, is this all your character does? Yeah, hey, pretty much. I'm so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And um, <laughs> oh my gosh, there was a notorious fake baby today, and the, I don't know. In one of the episodes. I don't know how they they got like this pass. Yes, in the in the episode. Because hey, man. she came to vi- she came to visit him at work. Mm-hmm. She literally had a baby doll in the stroller. It wasn't a child. It was literally a full size baby doll, like that they made. Oh, I was like, speaking like, of, like, it looked like- sorry, continue. Like, I gotta... how do you do that? Like, like, cause you know, American Sniper had the notorious like, oh, fake baby. Yep. And like and like you know okay like sometimes it will just like it won't show the baby in there and like I don't know if they just didn't edit that right but literally it was just a baby doll that's all it was and I'm like how does this happen you can't you can't do this also we talk about American Sniper and the fake baby a notorious amount of times for none of us having seen it <laughs> I've seen American you Sniper oh you have oh yeah. well you've never brought um, that up when we were talking about it. I've never seen it, but I don't need to see it because I've seen that scene. Yeah. And that's all you need. Yeah. Chris, Chris Kyle. Anyway. So yeah, but season four is getting better. I'm like close to halfway. I'm on like, I'm basically on track for a season a week because I, I just watch it at work. So, and I feel like that's a, that's a fair pace. That's enough, that's enough sure. Dexter. Cause I, I don't, 
I usually don't ever feel like binging shows unless it's like it's always sunny. Mm-hmm. But and one of the last thing that I watched, which Aaron, you'll be very happy. I finished Breaking Bad. Nice. And I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it too much because Jake yeah, obviously I'll... wants to watch this one. Season six. Wait, there's six seasons, right? Season five. five. Like they Sorry. split season five into two parts, so it was kind of like six seasons, but it was. Yeah. Classified as five. No, no, you, Jake, you're good. I'm not okay. gonna say anything. Alright. I'm just gonna say that season five was my favorite season out of all of them. Agreed. And I'm I think I'm happy with the ending. You think you're happy? <laughs> yes. Which and I don't know where you stand on it. And I can you can text me about it later. If you want well, to. I mean, I think it's a perfect ending for what the fitting? show was trying to do. Yes. Like, yeah, I think there's a difference between, like, an ending that you want to have happen and an ending that should happen in the yeah. context of the show. And I think that was the ending. That was the perfect ending for what they were going yeah. for. Yeah. Like, it, like, it happened. Like, yeah. I agree. I'm, I'm happy I watched it. Oh, yeah, it's one of the best TV shows ever made. Yeah, and they knew what they were doing. Brian Cranston, great performance. Uh, Jesse, I always forget Jesse's name. Uh, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul did phenomenal throughout this. Everyone, yeah. Are you going to watch Better Call Saul at any point? Yep, I think me and Marisa are... uh, Gotta watch. Just we're like, oh, we've already seen this, so we might as well just watch watch Better Call Saul, because that's only like what two seasons? Like they're yeah, still making seasons, it. Two but... seasons so far. It's still going right. But... Yeah, but like, so we got plenty of time, so we can just like catch up. We don't have to like, because I don't want to like start the office, you know, and be like, because it took us like years to finish Breaking Bad. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's, it's weird to say that I like I finished it, but. Yeah, and I hear Better Call Saul is like phenomenal too. It is really good. And like I think it's like perfect time because we like we're so like fresh in the universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And that's about all. Two thumbs you can't up. Give two thumbs out. You can't give two thumbs up. <laughs> it's an audio. Podcast. Hey man, the the people know. If I ever go silent for long periods of time, I'm thumb upping. You know, you know what I mean. No, he's not. Or he's. Or I'm reading IMDb so. facts about Chinatown. <laughs> One of the two, and I always forget that Roman Polanski is horrifying. <laughs> like just as a person. I was surprised you didn't bring that up when you were talking about it earlier. Hey, man. You know. It's like I love the movie, were you, you, but you also were you giving it? Were you giving it? I was no, I was not. Oh god, it's already it's already coming back to haunt me. Horrible person. He made an amazing movie, and that's a hard line to draw sometimes. So amazing movies, probably more. Rosemary's Baby, yeah, okay. Rosemary's Baby. I mean, as far as Chinatown. So you know, it's just one of those things where you're kind of like, oh god, where do you draw the we're. Too deep for right now. Guys, we're moving on <laughs> to our top 10 movie discussion of all time. Number 10. 
first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Guys, who would like to go first this week? We're, we're talking about movie number three. Did. We're getting we're getting close to the end here. We're getting so close. David, we'll go first. David, you're gonna go first. What's your number three, buddy? My number three. Speak up a little bit. Does, it, does anyone have any guesses? Wrong. It's all wrong. My number three is Fight Club. Fight Club. Hey, all really? right. I like Fight Club really? quite a bit. Aaron, you sound surprised. I didn't know you were that big of a fan of it. It's because he doesn't yeah, talk bro. about it. Like Fight Club, so mad oh, man. Oh yeah, like, you don't you, you you never talk about it because you're, like, you're you such a know, you're such like, a big fan that you know not to talk about it. Yeah, I got you. you I know think that. it's I think it's a good movie. I really enjoy Fight Club. It's really dark. It's really interesting. I really like the plot and like the ideas yeah. that are in it. It's it's a David movie. It's my kind of movie. It's a David it's movie. Like exactly. What, like if the if the audience doesn't already know what kind of movies I like, then they obviously just don't listen to any like because I list like the same like ten movies or like these are the core movies of the, my genre that I like. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. So no, I gotcha. And then this falls right in, and it's one of the best. It, like this is like one of the defining movies within this genre. Of, no, agreed, agreed. Thriller, suspense, etc., etc. Got that amazing Edward Norton performance. Oh yeah, Brad Pitt, it's just, it's pretty alright. Does anyone anyone want to talk about Fight Club? No, I mean, we can't. I do really enjoy this movie as well, Aaron. But like, it's also one of those things where it's like you can't talk about it. Stop it. It's it's one of those Aaron, things it's Fight Club. where like <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. The joke is done. It's dead. It was dead like 20 years ago, but it's officially dead now. But like, it's it, it's one of those things where I feel like the fan base surrounding it kind of ruins it in some ways because I think there's a lot of people who are fans of it who don't understand the the underlying elements of it. <laughs> yeah, it's the <laughs> Joker it thing just, all it's over just again. Like, it kind of makes me not want to say I'm a fan of the movie because if I say I'm a fan of Fight Club, then people are going to be like assuming certain things about me when it's like no i'm one of the ones who understands what the movie is trying to get at. yeah i mean that's why i mean that's why i don't ever talk about fight club with like anyone yeah that's because i'm i just like i understand the movie the good movie like I'm... i've never even really thought about it that way but you're right there it does have kind of that jared leto joker following you know it's like it's edgy. The, fan, the fans of the movie. So edgy. And, and that's weird. Because there's like. It's kind of like. Um, Pepe? It's kind of like Smash Bros. Oh. No. Smash Bros. It, Smash it is Bros. sort of like Pepe. Like, Pepe was a good meme. Guess who ruined it? <laughs> well, technically, Pepe got banned for being like a, a meme of violence remember that yeah well yeah the white supremacist took it over and now it's a white supremacist meme yes and it's horrible it's like that was a good meme why why did this happen to us but yeah but yeah if you're a fan of fight club you usually fall in two categories like oh my gosh this movie's so cool i like it and like you know you're i like, like when the they bro, punch <laughs> You're like the bro, the idiot, like, I'm going to categorize everyone. Yeah, like, yep. oh, society is the 
downfall of everything. It's like we're we're buying stuff to impress people we don't like. Yeah. And, and then just like, capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> They're just like random like buzzwords. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> or you fall in like the 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 meta. The meta category where, mm, like, mm. you know, you just, you understand. I don't know. It's no, I, I understand what you're saying. It's hard to explain, especially without spoilers, because we do try to keep these kind of spoiler free. And right. I feel like uh, Fight Club is one of the very heavy spoiler movies. Um, there's a lot there, a lot of a lot of sink your teeth into, as they say. Oh yeah, but they yeah, don't I say like it because it, it's like uh, I want to say it's a cult classic. It is. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's got a really big cult following, and I, I like it. All right. Well, Fight Club. I do like Fight Club quite a bit. That's that's pretty close. I'd say maybe top twenty or something. Twenty thirty. I think a lot of people sleep on Fight Club. They just like. Well, they, they don't like to talk about it. it. I'm like Jake. I'm gonna like. Oh man. Um. Aaron, you never go second. So what is your second? You know, you're, you're second this week. What, what's your number three? Uh, well, this is kind of serendipitous because my number three... David Fincher movie? Is, Mulho- is Mulholland Drive. Oh! You know, I was talking about <laughs> Hey! <laughs> All right. So I, was, I was almost going to bring that up when we were talking about it earlier, but it's like, no, I'll save it for a surprise. So that's yeah. a good surprise. This is my number three film of all time. And I definitely want to be very careful with yeah. spoilers here because I've one, never I've never heard of this movie, so it's like a it's a 2001 film by David Lynch, who's just like a eccentric director. To yes. put it lightly, <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's a safe. Oh, I just kicked <laughs> the table. <laughs> that was painful. Yeah, I know. I know you're gonna watch this this week or next week or whatever i'm planning yeah i'm planning on uh, wednesday hopefully and also because so much of the film relies on kind of like the mystery element of it i'd also want to be very careful about spoilers right and also you just there's also kind of like the fact that like even when you watch the movie you don't really understand everything that happened in the movie so it's like you can't really even uh explain what happens to it in it anyway (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like an inexplicable movie but, All right. I mean, this is just, I feel like, you know, we're doing, like, favorite movies of all time. And yeah. So I think there's a, obviously a different standard between, like, uh, the films that we like the most and the films that are the best films. Yeah. Like, the best made films. And I think this no, is my, my number my, three. My list of lines, perfectly. <laughs> Nacho Libre is definitely <laughs> Of course. <laughs> all right. But I think that even though this is my number three film, mm-hmm. I think this is like objectively the best film ever I've ever seen. Like best really? film, like uh, like the best uh, from a filmmaking standpoint, which is also kind of very interesting because what's odd about the film, but also great about it, is that it was originally shot as a television pilot. Oh, and then it weird. wasn't picked up by ABC. So then Lynch went back and he shot like another extra like hour and a half and stuck it on to the movie. But he's still like using the TV footage. So it's like it kind of bounces back and forth between the scenes designed as a TV pilot and the scenes made for a movie. But 
it's a testament to his uh, genius that it doesn't feel disjointed at all. Yeah, it's it's it adds to just like the bizarre nature of the film. But like I think like even with that kind of like weird switch in quality that doesn't like actually switch the quality if you understand what I'm trying to say. Right, I gotcha. I think even with that, it's one of the best pieces of filmmaking I've ever seen. Just like switching medium. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, but the TV medium and the movie medium, so that's what I mean. Not like as the two different films. Yeah. No. No. I got you. But like at the same time, it's so many mediums. One movie. Well, I think media. I just thought medium was a better use like quality because I got I got you, David. I agree. Yeah, thanks. You okay, know what? Yeah, Aaron's you. the worst. Thank you. You know what? what what's the point yeah, of him even being on this podcast? Yeah, you're you know, gone. You're gone, son. It's, 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 it's people <laughs> who talk during movies. People who like Dexter season eight. That's the new list. I'm sorry, Aaron. I, I didn't mean that. Please don't leave us. <laughs> All right. But just like there's this one scene where, like, Naomi Watts plays an actress, like, Mm -hmm. trying to make it in L.A. Like, it's kind of, in some ways, it's, like, a really dark and twisted version of of La La Land. Oh, all right. If you you like La La Land, this is, like, the, you know... Already down with it? Really? (laughs) The really dark and creepy version of that movie. Okay. But Naomi Watts plays an actress, and, like, there's this one scene where she goes to an audition, and then just, like... They just like fixate on this audition for like I don't know how many minutes, but at a certain point, it's almost like you completely forgot what kind of movie you were watching because you're just like so drawn into this performance. And I think it's such a well done job because of the fact that like she's an an actress playing an actress who's now performing a role and she's making all those layers work simultaneously and let, and yet we're still like completely drawn into this performance so it's just like one of the best pieces of acting like ever hmm. just, it's absolutely astonishing and hmm. then just like there's various other places where i don't want to get into spoilers but there's right. just like this film varies so much in like style and tone kind of thing that it's just like but there's so many pieces that are just so perfectly intricately crafted and you're just you're, your mind is like constantly blown by like how well made this film is i don't know what <laughs> what i want to add without I, I really do not want to spoil this right just leave it right there maybe i will i mean it's just phenomenal acting phenomenal filmmaking just uh just endlessly fascinating especially because there's so much so much you can like theorize about it or whatever but you can also uh it's it's, there's so much ambiguity and so much of it i mean it's just an incredible film experience one of the best films i've ever seen i don't want to say much more without spoiling it but it's on netflix so i recommend this to everyone oh really it is on netflix yeah, they just added it this month. Well, I feel like I have to go well, see it now. We gotta watch it anyway. I mean, we're we're doing this. We're doing this. We're watching all of them. But uh, I mean, I've still seen all. Of yeah, them. I know, and you will. I mean, my you've seen every all the last on my list. So you haven't seen mine. You sure about that? Aaron's seen a lot of movies. I've been a lot of places. 
But I've but I've uh, traveled the entire world. No, I haven't. That's. Uh, I got you. Boom. That's. Impression. Yeah. All right. So, now, Aaron, you got me thinking. You said it's probably the most. Like what did you say? Objectively best. good, yeah. Objectively the best movie you've ever seen. I think I'd still stand by Psycho being objectively the best film I've ever seen. But it makes you yeah. think. I'm excited to watch this now. Um, so my number three, everyone could probably see this coming, but probably no one would have guessed it would be this high. I would never have guessed it would be this high until you know I started comparing and contrasting. But uh, Jurassic right. Park... No, oh. Jur- Jurassic Park. Um, is it the the OG Jurassic Park? Oh, of course. It's the only one that I, <laughs> that matters. Um, I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've seen Jurassic Park. If you are living and breathing at this moment, I'm sure you've seen Jurassic Park. I don't know what else I can say to <laughs> add to the already huge echo chamber of Jurassic Park love that is out there right now. Um, but I'm going to try a little bit. The star of this movie is Steven Spielberg's directing. And I said, remember at the beginning when I was like, I don't have a movie with, uh, with the same two, I don't like, I don't have two movies with the same director. I was wrong. Cause I never think of Steven Spielberg directing this movie for some reason. And I don't know why. But every it's like time, one of his most famous films. I know, but like I'm like, yeah, of course, and he's fantastic at it. I always look to, of course, it's the most iconic scene too. But the scene where, uh, you know, the they're, they're at the T Rex. What? David, you've the seen road. Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> everyone's seen Jurassic Park. It's not even a spoiler. It's the most iconic scene in the entire film. Um. Where they're next to the T-Rex cage and, you know, all of those sequence of events that happens after that. Probably my favorite scene ever of any movie. I'd be hard-pressed to think of one that I think is better than that. Like, at least better made and just out of enjoyment. Because we, we often talk about how great music is when it's added to a movie. But this is like how great music is when it holds back. Because there is no score at all during that scene. And it's all the more tense because of it. Because you just hear, you know, you hear the... You know, you see see the water ripples. And God, I freaking love that scene so much. (laughs) I love it so much I can look past the obvious continuity error. (laughs) That the T-Rex can just step out of its cage. Um, yeah, uh, and then, of course, (laughs) uh, uh, life, uh, finds a way. (laughs) You got Jeff Goldblum killing it, man, straight killing it. Um, you know, you you got, uh, Lena, not Lena Dunham, (laughs) why was I saying Lena Dunham? Not Lena Dunham. <laughs> Lena Dunham is... That would have ruined the movie right there. It would have. How many stupid things do you think she could find to say if she was in Jurassic Park? Um, oh boy, shots fired by Jacob. Oh my god. Anyway. Um, why can't I think of her name? 
Laura Dern. Laura, Laura Dern. <laughs> Very close. Initials mixed up. Very close. Went off on your own thing. But very different in so many ways. Um, Laura Dern. Fantastic. Every time I watch that, it's one of those things you don't really ever think of Laura... Laura Dern. I'm getting a mixed up still. You never really think of Laura Dern's performance when you think of that movie. But every time I watch it, I'm like, she is great. You know, she, she has a great, great presence on screen. She delivers her lines great. Uh, and, you know, the genuine terror that is on her face. It's like, you believe that woman is being chased by raptors right now. Like, it's so real it's scary at times you're like um should i be afraid right now uh yeah that's great sam neil is great um god now i can't think of his name either i'm gonna say something stupid <laughs> uh park park directors i want john hammond's is his uh character's name what 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 you don't know you don't know jurassic park you don't what? know your jurassic parks no, I got it. No, see, I'm gonna be Richard Attenborough, John oh. Hammond. <laughs> John Hammond's his character. <laughs> no, uh, Richard Attenborough, fantastic. And no, no, <laughs> I feel like I'm forgetting everything about my life. Like I can't. This is your number three film of all time. I, right? No, it's like I just can't even remember this going. <laughs> Aaron, mm-hmm. but I love, I love, I love John Hammond. He's a great character, um, you know. And then you got Samuel L. Jackson, who's just like, hold on to your butts. I'm Samuel L. Jackson, everybody, and I'm awesome, and I'm gonna save Surprise. y'all, except for when my arm falls off. And then again, right back to the Laura Dern scene. <laughs> Why is this so difficult for me? Anyway, Jurassic Park. Obviously, you've seen this movie, but it's one of those that every time I watch it, I just I, I think about it. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I, it's hard for me to even pick apart. I'm like, I love every scene in this movie, even some of them where I'm like, kitchen scene, eh, kids run away from raptors. Not that believable. <laughs> But I love it. Number one, you're throwing your suspension of disbelief out the window when you watch Jurassic Park to begin with. But I digress. But I mean, obviously, this was uh, in my honorable mentions. So, you know, top it was. 15 for me. It was. was. Absolutely love it. Just I've, I've seen this so many times, but it's just like always so entertaining. Thank you for speaking more eloquently. And not including Lena Dunham in your reasons for why you love this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Jurassic Park. Obviously, watch it if you haven't. And uh, yeah, just I just said that I don't ever have any problems with it. Still, that continuity error bugs me every time. But it's still There's like just one of those things. Continuity errors. Meaning what? Throughout that always bug me. Take take me on a journey. What, what continuity error should I be watching for next time uh, I watch this movie? What is... I don't know. I'd have to look them up, but there's like a few. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. So, you. Jurassic Park. I love it. 
believe me, next week I'll be a little more coherent, maybe. I never am. Um, right when I get on that pedestal and I have to talk like by myself, like normally we're just having a conversation about something, but now it's me alone trying to tell you why I like something and I shut down. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, Lena Dunham's in this movie, right guys? Uh, yeah, she's really good in it. Um, remember what's John Hammond's real name? <laughs> like, so that's me. That, that's me. All right. Guys, let's move up. Alright guys, David has left us. You know, he's sleepy. That Super Bowl tuckered him out. Tuckered the little poor guy out. Um But that gives Aaron and I a chance. Talk about talk very deep spoilers on a movie that we have seen for bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Garbage day! Huh? No! Um, and this is a film we sort of talked about, of course, when I was doing the 15 days of Halloween. Uh, but I really want to dig into how horrible this movie is. Let's talk a little bit about Annabelle. Alright. Mm -hmm. The Conjuring spinoff that does not need to exist. Love The Conjuring. Doesn't, doesn't live up to the other two films of the franchise. No, definitely. Not, not even close. You know, kind of scared about The Nun. Doesn't make any sense for it to be a spinoff. It, yeah, why would they pick The Nun? I mean... Why not Crooked Man? It was right in front of them. Not, it was spoilers, right in front of them. The Nun story is entirely contained within The Conjuring 2. Yeah. Like, they actually have a purpose for this character being in that film. There's a beginning, and middle, and end. Completion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When they could have had the crooked man who was like the most like, whoa, what is this doing in this movie? I want more of this. Like, give me that film. Mm hmm I digress, though. Because, of course, we're yes. talking about Annabelle. I'm sure the nun will appear on our bad movie of the week at some point in our lives. Um, when does that come out, by the way? They haven't set a date yet. Okay. Now, I just want to... just got a director, I believe. Who was it again? Week. They got someone kind of cool. Now, I, I just want to point out to everyone that David's left. He's usually the one that keeps us a little on track during these things. So I am so sorry if we go off a little bit on tangents. Um, we'll try to keep it a little, a little close. They got Corin Hardy. What? Oh, he's he... the act. What? Is this the cast? What? What? What is happening? Corn Hardy is directing The Nun! Oh, <laughs> Leave me alone! Who is that? I, I thought they got someone that I knew. I do not know this man. I do not know him. Okay. So, never mind. Cool story. Alright, but anyway, Annabelle. <laughs> Back to what we were actually talking about. <laughs> uh, horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, maybe one of the Outside least... Outside of the one scene. The one scene. Directed by James. Yeah. The one scene where I'm like, oh, there's actually tension, and there's actually, you know, some some well-made direction. You know, he, there's some direction, actually, in this scene. So you, you feel a little scared. You're like, oh, what's... It's not just really bland and lifeless. It's like, yeah. it's actually, you know... Scares. Here. Scares, yeah. It's like, what's happening? And then you look it up, and you're like, oh, 
That's because they actually got the good director. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Annabelle. Probably the least scary horror film I've ever seen outside of Children of the Corn. Hey, shut your mouth. Children of the Corn is not scary. I'm not saying I didn't like it. It's weirdly it's so endearing. Good. It's so good. <laughs> so, uh... You can't compare it to Annabelle. No, you can't. Because it is a, it is in a field of its own, of course. But, uh... Dur- field. Corn field. No. I didn't even. <laughs> but, I mean, yes, I meant to do that. <laughs> So, directed by... credit for that. That was a horrible... <laughs> Too late. I already took it. John R. Leonetti uh, directed this film. Uh, really more of a cinematographer, which might explain a few things. Is that what like he had done prior to this? Yeah, he was the cinematographer on The Conjuring. Also, a cinematographer on The Mask, <laughs> weirdly enough. And a cinematographer on Insidious and Mortal Kombat. Um, Interesting career. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to keep looking. But all those films actually have pretty decent cinematography. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure about Mortal Kombat. Oh, also cinematographer on The Perfect Man starring Hilary Duff. (laughs) And Raise Your Voice starring Hilary Duff. Both movies I've seen. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Anyway, again... Getting very off track right out the gate. Um, but Annabelle stars uh, Ward, Hort- Ward Horton, a man I've never heard of, and Annabelle Wallace, a woman I've never heard of. But her name is Annabelle. Yeah. And she's in the movie Annabelle. Look at that. Yeah, they really, they really went for it. Um, but so this is the problem with Annabelle. Number one, it's horribly racist. Just gonna throw that out. Yeah, I just <laughs> that seems to be one of the most um, horrible. One, you know, you know, the film ins- it never comes out and directly says it, but insinuates that the life of a black woman is not as important as the life of a white woman. Um, very strange. Very strange that that's a plot thread they decided to go with. Um, it's such a dumb ending, too. Cause yeah. Like, okay, I guess the doll gets everything she wants. That's how we're going to resolve this. Yeah. Like, they tried to make it a happy ending, but also, like, give her, <coughs> give the doll everything she wants and just kill this random woman who is only in this movie to sacrifice herself. It's a win-win-win, Aaron. It's, it, no, it's a win-win-win. It's Annab- a- Annabelle wins? Family who doesn't want Annabelle wins. Woman who wants to die wins. Because she dies. <laughs> so, you know? There we go. It's a win, win, win. Now it's such a great ending. <laughs> no, it's horrible. Um, but, so that's really, technically it's the end of the film's problems, but it's the beginning in the way we're going to talk about it. Just wanted to throw that out there first. It's bad. It's a horrible ending. Um, but then other than that, you got weird backstory where, so it's not really the spirit of the girl who died in that room in the doll, because in The Conjuring, they say it's a demon, 
that's in the sp- in the doll. But they go out of their way in the beginning to make you think that it's this woman's soul in this doll. But then they're like, even in this movie, they're like, no, no, that, that's a demon because she was a Satan follower. <laughs> then what's the point of the girl who put the spell on the doll being named Annabelle? Like, what's, that doesn't make any sense. That's just stupid. Wait, isn't Annabelle 2 supposed to be a prequel? Yeah. To this? So yeah. I was going to confuse it even more. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's true as well. So, this is, this is the string of events that this film would have us believe happens. And it's next film, made by David F. Sandberg. Please, buddy, don't fail us. I liked Lights Out. Don't do this to me. So, this doll was made. 30s, I'm assuming. Um, murders its entire family in some way. Demon, you know, on the doll. Whatever, you know. We've seen it all before. Child's play? <laughs> Child's play. Um... Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I came up with that one all on my own. <laughs> totally original um, joke. Yeah. You don't think anyone's ever... No, no. Um, so you got that. Um, it murders its entire family. Called Annabelle for whatever reason, we don't know yet. Then finds a home with this woman and her husband, who then loves this doll named Annabelle in the 30s, the woman who finds the doll does not know this doll is named Annabelle, loves this doll, dies with the doll, possesses the doll with her spirit, but no, it's a demon. And it's like, okay, fine. Then woman kills herself, so the doll's happy. And then after that, these nurses have it for whatever reason. Again, thinking it's called Annabelle. Like, at some point, you just burn the doll, right? Like, at some point, you just kill it. But no, we can't release the demon. Well, it seems like it's causing a lot more trouble in the doll than it ever would outside of it. <laughs> like, because it's so tricky. Like, like, it's like, oh, yeah, this is just a cute little doll. At some point, just burn it. Like, <laughs> this is my main problem with The Conjuring, actually, at this point. <laughs> but anyway... This movie as well. Mm-hmm. That's never never a thing they try and do. They th- this is the, the husband's reaction. I'll only go put it outside in the trash. This doll that we've seen moving around in different places. I'm only go put it in the trash. Not try and destroy it. They never try and destroy it. They just... Trash. That'll solve our problems. It's the stupid horror horror character cliches where they're just like, yes, this thing that will obviously not solve the problem will solve this problem. <laughs> I don't know. Aaron, you got anything to say about Annabelle? I mean, you, you hate it. I mean, we pretty much touched on the major reasons why I hate it, which is just, one, extremely racist. Yes. And two, just extremely bland. Yeah. Like, Oh man, and then there's like that one part where like Annabelle like turns on the stove and like tries to burn the house down when yeah. she's making popcorn or something. You're like, that's scary. Good good work there. <laughs> this slow burning fire with this woman on bed dressed. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder if she'll make it out. I'm guessing she will, considering there's another hour left in this movie. <laughs> And also just uh, what really bugs me is how they're so bad at capturing the period setting on, like, the yeah. conjuring. 
you know? Yeah. Like, it never feels like it. It's supposed to be, like, the 60s, right? Yes, because Conjuring would be 70s, so, yeah, that makes sense. 69, 68. It's bad. Yeah, probably around that, but, yeah. It, it you never, never believe it. Like it takes, yeah. It's not any different from any kind of modern-day horror film. No. Because... And it's weird. It's weird to think of The Conjuring because it does its period work so well that you barely notice it. It's not like it's like up in your face. There's one scene where they say groovy. I'm like, didn't need that. That felt weird and out of place. But everything else, it's so well done from the way the characters dress. Um, just the small details in the film that really sell it. But in this movie, there's nothing like that. And they don't dress any different than we do now. Maybe that's just saying what 60s clothing looked like is close to what we wear now, but I don't think that's true at all. Um, yeah. And I this is a scene I always forget about this movie because it's so unimportant to the rest of everything where the kids like draw a picture of her baby going into the road or something. And, like, she doesn't automatically freak out and be like, whoa, these kids are horrible. Instead, she takes the pictures upstairs and talks to her husband. Hey, this is pretty messed up, huh? <laughs> like, no, you go and bang on those kids' door. You bang on all these doors. Do you know where the kids in this apartment live? Yeah, I want to have some words <laughs> about how they're drawing pictures of my baby being murdered. <laughs> like... Something seems a little off there. It's just no one in this movie acts like a real human. They're all like... They're all just characterizations, I suppose. But not like what good characterizations. I don't know. It's Annabelle. It's, it's a movie where... I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> Annabelle, don't see it. Um, unless you just really want to watch everything related to The Conjuring, like I wanted to. And now I regret it. Still so you're gonna, still going to see Annabelle too. Yeah, I will. But this is the thing. I have faith that it'll be better. I do too. Um, just if for no other reason than having David F. Sandberg in there. Um, so, exciting. Yeah, Lights Out was mostly solid. Yeah. And, you know, we don't, we're not just taking a cinematographer and being like, hey, you want to direct this movie? And <laughs> be like, well, I've Has never... Has ever worked out well? I wonder if there's examples. I'm sure I'm there sure are. There must I'm, be. I'm not saying, like, you can't do that. I'm just saying, hey, we have this huge horror franchise that maybe... Do you want to test yourself out on some smaller movies first? No? You want to take out Annabelle? All right, let's go. <laughs> I mean, Annabelle wasn't that big of a movie. But it, it probably had like nine million dollar budget. Right, max. but like this is their flagship man for horror. Like the Conjuring yeah, is like saying, yeah. it's huge now, and it will be. I'm assuming for a very long time with Annabelle and the Nun, and I'm assuming they're gonna milk this for everything it's worth. Yeah, I assume um, they're making another Conjuring main franchise entry. Oh my along goodness! With now Annabelle too. I can't wait, Aaron. <laughs> I can't wait for Conjuring three. Um, as long as they get James Wan back. Yeah, that's you know. even still, I can't wait for it because I love those characters so much. Um, yeah, all right. Well, that's Annabelle. Aaron, 
It's time to move on to the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that, but you're wrong and I hate you. Aaron, you got okay. the movie for us. What, what, what is it? No, no, I always say this. Not what is the movie. What is the review? All right. Four stars. Ooh, buddy. Here we go. I've seen this film four times, and each time it reminds me of the way I feel when I talk to people who've seen it or when I come across the terrible reviews as if I'm the only one who sees it for the genius that it is, and the rest of the world has undergone psych- physiological changes. Physiological. Lose their minds. Okay. Okay. No film is perfect by any means, hence the 3.5 stars. It, you gave it four stars, but okay. <laughs> and, and, readily ad, and readily admit that the sometimes unconvincing emotion delivered by blank does remind the one that you're watching a movie. But if you let your imagination take over this film can draw you in deep. Of course, I still work hard at letting my imagination stay uninhibited, albeit much harder in my old age. If every adult that comes across this film could watch it with the same naivety as a six-year-old's imagination, it would be a gruesomely haunting and indelible experience. Wait a minute, is this reviewer advocating it's a children's movie? Not at all. Blank <laughs> is a horror film that introduces a concept of terror that is truly original. The movie takes mundane, everyday occurrences and twists them into nightmarish experiences that you're hoping to prevent, like a nightmare that you're trying to wake up from. For a moment, think about your own nightmares. You remember experiencing them as absolutely terrifying. Yet when you try to tell someone about them, the story is usually not as horrific. Most nightmares combine flashes of everyday life distorted into freakishly believable, yet the twisted realities that only you can find horrifying. That experience is what Blank attempts to deliver, and it does it well if you're willing to forgo your expectations, judgments, criticisms, ego, and delusions. <laughs> Once there, you'll probably find yourself hoping you wake up. Now, I feel like there's so much dream imagery here. Like, it has to be a Nightmare on Elm Street film, one of them. But also, the nightmarish, like, mundanity or whatever makes me think Final Destination. Something to that effect. So I'm very torn right now between the two. And it's very long, so I won't make you read it again. <laughs> but, um, Alright, so I'm going to guess. And then, if not, could you give me the year it was released? Okay. I'm going to go with Final Destination. That's incorrect. Okay, what year? Uh, I believe it's 2008. Let me just double check that. Okay, because it's not what I thought yeah, it was then. 2008. Okay, so the movie I thought it was, I believe, is from 2010. But now I need to check and see what movie that, or what year that movie came out. <laughs> because, hear me out, there's so much dream stuff in it. Mm-hmm. You know? Dream. Yeah, that's a 2010 movie. Um, 
Are you thinking of the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm going to go with... The dream stuff's going to throw you off. Yeah, alright, so it's not dreams. It's a horror movie. Mundane horror movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I... Can I get the lead, please? You can indeed. It's uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, it's the happening! <laughs> indeed, it is. Probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Like, way worse than Annabelle. Like, it's not even a competition. If anything, you, I can you, give... You just, you just gotta use your imagination <laughs> and capture, yeah. like, that, that six-year-old dream state. Like, 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 when you wake up from a nightmare and you try to describe it, and then you're like, that's not scary. Or, or whatever. <laughs> and then you think about it, and you're like, yeah, plants, just, no, not scary. Um, but I will give the happening this over Annabelle. You don't have a scene in Annabelle of Mark Wahlberg trying to convince a plant not to kill him. <laughs> Which is... Très magnifique, or however you say that in French. I don't know words. <laughs> I barely know English. How can I know other languages? I only took three years of Spanish. <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, guys. This has been episode 38 of Reboot Already Underway. If you want to find us around the internet, you can find us at Reboot already on, on Twitter. Also, of course, you can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes, wherever you're listening right now. Um, yeah, if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Also, this clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr. Working on anything? I'll have a Lego Batman review after I see that. Ooh-hoo. I don't know why I made that noise. Ooh-hoo. <laughs> Very excited about the Lego Batman review. Um... Yeah. All right. Um, if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Uh, also, Jake Lace on Tumblr, uh, where you will be seeing a split fix. I don't know what I'm going to call the series yet, but it, something along the lines of fixing movies. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that one. I, I want to do this one, and I for sure want to do Spectre. And after that, I'm just going to have to wait for inspiration for movies that I want to fix. Because, man, I want to take Spectre to task, Aaron. You know? As you should. <laughs> mostly, and it's just, the, and it's mostly just the scene where they, uh, they kill Bautista and then instantly have sex. Like, why is that? You murdered someone. You killed this man. <laughs> anyway. Um, if you want to find David on the internet as well, you can find him at dbax15 with two S's on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Guys, this has been episode 38. Join us again next week as we talk about... What comes out next week? The Bye Bye Man. Stop it! We're not talking about the Bye Bye Man every <laughs> every week. You know, I had a good gag last week with the... Oh yeah, the Bye Bye Man sequel with Harambe. Got David on that one. He believed me for a second. <laughs> Um, no, I, you know, I don't even know what comes out next week. You, you got, uh... Uh, Cure for Wellness. And Cure for Wellness. We'll talk about that. Something else. I, mean, I don't really know how to feel about that movie, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. it. 
All right, well, <laughs> join us we'll next week, guys. Aaron, oh, and oh. the Great Wall oh, in fifth God. fight. The Great Wall. Now, this is just, maybe I'll put this at the very end, you know, um, little outtake. The Great Wall, guys. We had a bit of a rant segment about the Great Wall, which I just cut because it was mostly just us being like, why? Why, Hollywood? Why? Um, yeah. But we'll talk about it. We will. Um, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you all again next week with a brand new episode. Goodbye. Thank you.